the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. If you've been with us throughout the course of this week, you know that we're, we have a threefold purpose in sharing this week. One is to talk about Purim talk about the providence of God, and we're going through the book of Esther, in which I encourage you all to read the book of Esther. We left off at the end of chapter 5 yesterday, and I'd like to pick up the last two verses in chapter 5. We spoke about Haman's uh, prideful attitude, knowing that he was invited to a banquet with the king and the queen. But in verses 13 and 14, at the end of chapter 5, we read this. Yet all this does not satisfy me, meaning Haman, every time I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends said to him, Have a gallows fifty cubits high made in the morning, and ask the king to have Mordecai hanged on it. Then go joyfully with the king to the banquet. And the advice pleased Haman, so he had the gallows made." Again, the plot thickens, and that night that he was going to build a gallows to hang Mordecai in. We go to chapter 6, and we see something crucial takes place with the king. During that same night that Haman had the gallows built to hang Mordecai on, the king could not sleep. It says it very clearly, verse 1, chapter 6. During that night, the king could not sleep, so he gave an order to bring the book of records, the chronicles, and they were read to him. And then verse 2, we read this. And it was found written, What Mordecai had reported concerning Bigtham and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, who were doorkeepers, that they had sought to lay hands and kill King Ahasuerus. So, And the king said, What honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? Then the king's servants who attended him said, Nothing, nothing has been done for him. So 
we see that he got excited and we, they had to honor Mordecai for saving the life. And the only one in the palace at that point was Haman. And the king went on to tell Haman um, that he is going to honor a man and he should be honored royally because he saved his life. And all this time, Haman thought he was talking about himself. But what a shock took place when we read what happens then. In verse 10, in chapter uh, 6, Then the king said to Haman, Take quickly the robes and the horse, as you have said, and so do for Mordecai the Jew, who is sitting at the king's gate. Do not fall short in anything of all that you have said. He had said how he would honor any man thinking was himself. Now can you imagine how he felt when the king told him, it's not him, but Mordecai. So it goes on in verse 11 and says, So Haman took the robe and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and led him on horseback through the city square and proclaimed before him, Thus it shall be done to the man whom the king desires to honor. It's amazing uh, the, 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 what are the, Work of God behind the scenes, Junie. It's just incredible. And I encourage every listener to go to our podcast to listen Monday through Thursday where you can see the entire book of Esther up until chapter 6. Really? Uh, um, Then Mordecai returned to the king's gate, and then it says, But Haman hurried home. Mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, with his head covered. And Haman recounted to Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends, everything that happened to him. Then his wife, his wise, I'm sorry, then his wise men and Zeresh's wife said to him, If Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of Jewish origin, you will not overcome him, but will surely fall before him. I really believe, June, that his wife and these people knew that the people of Israel, the Jewish people, were God's people. And I think that for every listener and you and I who are born Jews and are now Jewish believers in Yeshua, that we need to remember the chosen people because of the covenant, not just to Abraham, Shelley, but to Isaac and to Jacob and to all the descendants that followed through David and from David through the genealogy to our Messiah, Jesus, and to the unsaved Jewish nation, we need to remember God's covenant does not change and that we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So uh, he went to the banquet with the king and the queen, and then the king asked Esther, what is your peti- peti- petition? What is your request? So Haman, King Ahasuerus, and Esther were sitting at a table together. And as Shelley read... And now let me go on and read chapter 7, verse 3. Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king... Let my life be given me as my petition and my people as my request. For we have been sold, I and my people, to be destroyed 
to be killed and to, to be annihilated. Now, if we had only been sold as slaves, men and women, I would have remained silent, for the trouble would not be commensurate with the annoyance to the king. Then King asked Queen Esther, Who is he and where is he who would presume to do thus? And Esther said, A foe and an enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman became terrified before the king and queen. And I think what's important here, Shelley, is to talk of the providence of God. God is behind the scenes, though he's not mentioned in the book of Esther, and so is Satan. That behind Haman is Satan. And we saw that with Hitler and uh, the Holocaust. So behind that which is of God and good, the Lord is behind the scenes. And what's evil and wicked and prideful behind that scene is Satan. So we need to ask ourselves, who are we serving? Are we allowing our flesh soul to rule our life? Or are we allowing the Lord to live his life in and through us? It's really true, June. I'd like to read verse 9 and 10, which is the conclusion of chapter 7. Then Harbana, one of the eunuchs who were before the king, said, Behold indeed the gallows standing at Haman's house, fifty cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good on behalf of the king. And the king said, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows which he had prepared for Mordecai, and the king's anger subsided. Junie, it's so unbelievable. And listen to this proverb, and here we see the reality of it. Proverbs 11, verse 18. The righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked comes in his stead. Junie, it's unbelievable. This is exactly what happened to Haman. The righteous Mordecai was delivered out of trouble, and the wicked Haman comes in his stead. So on the very gallows that were built for to uh, kill Mordecai, Haman died on, which is truly amazing. We see the providence of God at work. And again, God or Lord is not even mentioned in a book but he's working behind the scenes. So we go to chapter 8 now. And chapter 8, we see where Mordecai was honored. And Esther revealed that Mordecai and uh, her relationship to the king, they both were Jewish. Mordecai now, Mordecai now had the authority that had been given to Haman. And Haman and Esther stood before the king and let me see what verses 4 and 5 is. And the king extended the golden scepter to Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king and said, If it pleases the king, and if I have found favor before him, and the matter seems proper to the king, and I am pleasing in his sight, let it be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman, which he wrote to destroy the Jews who are in the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the calamity which shall befall my people? And how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? So the king said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai, Behold, 
I have given the house of Haman to Esther, and him they have hanged on the gallows because he had stretched out his hands against the Jews. Just an amazing, an amazing turn of events. And the Jews were spared. Let me read um, chap- Jeremiah thirteen thirteen. For I will now turn their mourning into joy and will comfort them and give them joy for their sorrow. John sixteen twenty. You will grieve, but your grief will be turned into joy. Uh, Psalm ninety seven eleven. Light is sown like seed for a righteous and gladness for the upright. Junie, we see such a dramatic, uh, what can I say, events that took place, and it's all due to the providence of God. And we need to see it for us, every believer now, that God is working behind the scenes that we're probably not even aware of, but yet we should take such comfort that God, and it says of God, He neither slumbers nor sleeps, but He is always caring and loving his people. And we might find in these last days, Shelley, that we might suffer for the righteousness of God. We might suffer for his name. But the end of the matter is when we see the Lord, we'll be with him forever. Yes. This being Friday, we want to identify ourselves with our Jewish people and recite the Shema. And if you know it, please say it along with us. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the book of Esther, which thank shows you, the power and the love that God has for each one of his people. Thank you, Lord. We pray this for us and our listeners in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, Shelley and June Volk. Dot com. That's Shelley and June Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.